Hey, this is Pastor Joaquin G. Molina from Spring of Life Fellowship, and I want to welcome you to our podcast. I hope you're encouraged with this message and you stay the course to change the world. God bless you. Father, thank you for this day that you have made. Thank you that we can rejoice in your presence. Uh, give us a, an understanding of your word and of the seasons we're living in. Uh, bless your word and prosper it in our hearts and allow us to have fruit, O oh Lord. Uh, for keeping your word and following and understanding. Let your word be a lamp unto our feet, a light unto our path. Let it be a good seed planted in good hearts that bring forth good fruit, Lord, a harvest that glorifies your name. And let your word not return void, Lord. Let it be a double-edged sword that penetrates our hearts and divides between the spirit and the soul. And allow us to distinguish in these times, Lord, there's so much... Uh, chaos, confusion, and deception going on. Give us clarity of mind. Give us purpose of heart, Lord, and allow us to have determination of will to fulfill your call upon our lives. Bless your word and prosper it in the lives of your people. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. Uh, we, we've said it several times this morning. Um, Exodus chapter 3, uh, verse 1, Moses was keeping the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, um, he led his flock to the west and to the desert of the uh, wilderness of Oreb near the Sinai mountains of God. And there in verse 2, uh, imagine just going about the ordinary day's schedule. You, you wake up in the morning. Uh, verse 2, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire in the midst of this bush. So he looked attently to the bush that was burning with fire and the bush was not being consumed so it was strange it wasn't the fire was not going out that's a type of fire that you want from God in your life it's a type of fire that captured my heart 36 years ago and is going strong and is raging uh, and it's, it's, it's not it's not uh, running out it's not meagering verse 3 it says that um, Moses said I must turn away and see this great sight. I must look into these matters, why the bush is not burned up. Uh, a lot of people say that about Christianity, uh, that they, when they drew near and curious and interesting, um, this, this, this incredible, miraculous fire, uh, as they approached it, um, and they inquired of it, verse 4, when the Lord saw that he turned away from the flock to look, God called to him in the midst of the bush and said, Moses, how many know that God knows your name? Absolutely. Moses, he said, here I am. Moses responded. And God says, do not come near. Don't take another step in this direction. Verse 5. Be careful how you conduct yourself. Do not draw near this place. Take your sandals off your feet. Um, uh, to me, and, and I don't, I, I have to mention this because it's just a cultural icon of the Hispanic uh, lingo chancleteando, uh, you know, people that just flip flopping, you know, and they're, the barrage of you're bringing your, 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 uh, here, I, I just, listen, this is not the place to bring anything that you bring. And it's the time to, to say, time out, let me take the sandals off my feet. Let me not chancletia. Let me not be comfortable flip-flopping around this environment. For the place where you stand is holy ground. Now, uh, you and I both know that it's not man that is talking. And, and so there's some people that they come to church and they hear, they're like Pastor Joaquin or uh, Pastor 
No, no, listen. Try to see a little bit beyond this person that's here or anybody who stands in this pulpit. It's a holy place, and, and, and the words that are coming forth are coming from God. Amen. And so there um, we see that, that God is delineating for Moses uh, a territorial groundwork um, you know, a lot of people have left our church. We tell them to tuck in their shirts and to stop, stop acting like idiots. Quit being here late. Don't take a, a charge of leadership if you're not going to lead by example. There's just a lot of things that happen in this place. It's not ordinary. So if you're not looking for the kingdom of God, you could go feel comfortable somewhere else. But in the kingdom of God, it's not a place to feel comfortable. Yeah, the, the kingdom doesn't adapt to you. You adapt to the kingdom. And if you don't adapt to the kingdom, you won't be let in. And, and so the, these are the concepts that, that have become too familiar throughout Christendom. And the things that are going on in the house of God, amongst the people of God, uh, is going to be a bizarre and rude awakening. And so I've always prayed since day one of knowing Christ, Lord, um, let me not be familiar and comfortable uh, even standing here on a, on a weekly basis two three times a week that we come and we stand in this position it's, it's an awesome it's, uh, it, it creates a, a, a sentiment of awe that, that we are in these affairs uh, you know opening up the scripture uh, saying the word of God, standing before the presence of God, singing to the Lord. All these matters, um, there, there is a climate of holiness. And so if I, if I were to ask you, what, is, what are the penalties or consequences of not taking the sandals off your feet? What, what if you do not accommodate the kingdom of God and you just come here like you, you know, that you're at la carreta having una colada or a, cap, uh, a cortadito, and, and you want it with more sugar or you want it with less sugar or darker. And, and the way you want it, we're so accustomed to that in our natural affairs. But, but I think it's a, a loss of that initial exchange with respect to the, the things of God. Um, somebody in the Sunday school that's teaching your children and you go back there and you tell them off. Or an usher that asks you to sit there and you say, no, 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 I, I, I want to sit where I want. And just a, just a lot of uh, those issues that we're so familiar with. Um, there we see the exchange. The next verse, God introduces himself to Moses, verse 6. He says, moreover, he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face for he was afraid to look upon God. It's like that, that is probably the proper response. You know, the, the affairs. Uh, I want to um, highlight uh, holy, devoted things, the things that belong to God. And, and, and you're holy as your Father in heaven is holy. So, so when you were washed by the blood of Jesus, there was something that happened in your life that is not common to man. And, and he's bringing you to a greater um, embrace of his climate in holiness. Uh, the priest in the Old Testament had to wear a band uh, in, on his forehead that, that would say, you know something, this is, this is holiness at uh, you know, CrossFit levels of extreme uh, realities. Uh, your thoughts are to be holy, your words and conversation. Uh, Richie, I don't know if you remember that song we used to say, lay hold, lay hold of the good things of the Lord. 
and let your conversations be acceptable in the sight of the Lord. And, and so this is all a climate of God. And, and I praise God, and you should rejoice right now that we're in this climate, we're in this atmosphere of holiness to the Lord. Uh, get, the, the, get the concept of the fact that you get to say whatever you feel just because it's your whim and it's your... Listen, uh, I've, I've seen and I've heard people conduct themselves in the house of God, and I cringe. I really do. I cringe because not because of me, because I have no, well, I do have a little bit of whip there, but I, I don't have any backlash with respect to, I'm not God. I, I, I have no retribution. There's nothing coming from me towards you that causes ill. But, but here, when God is, is dictating this sentiment, I, I just want to uh, tap into your thoughts a little bit. What do you think about not taking the sandals off your feet. What do you think about just doing whatever you want? Uh, we have the other example, Leviticus chapter 10. The sons of Aaron come in and they're, they're putting their own incense and their own fragrance, their own, um, their own flavor to the Lord. And, and, and all of a sudden, fire comes from heaven and kills them both. Leviticus chapter 10, you can look that up. Um, Nahab and Abihu, the sons of Aaron, uh, took their censers and put fire and placed incense and offered strange fire, unacceptable, undevoted fire to the Lord. So I, I'm wondering, uh, as we come into God's, uh, verse three, uh, verse 2 says, And fire came out from the presence of the Lord and devoured them. And Moses said to Aaron, this is what the Lord says, I will be treated holy by those who approach me. Before all the people. What, what is this climate of holiness? What is it? And I want to tell you something. To the degree that you say, you know something? I don't want to ever come to a place where the, 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 I'm, I'm stressed. Pastor, I feel like my heart's going to stop. Um, listen, uh, the same thing happened to David. As he's bringing the Ark of the Covenant into Jerusalem. And they did something in a very familiar mindset to put their hands on the ark, and, and fire came out of heaven and killed um, this gentleman that was coming along with David. They were moving the ark in 2 Samuel chapter 6. He gathered all the chosen men of Israel, uh, 2 Samuel 6, 1, and arose and went to um, bring the ark to Jerusalem. And they were dancing, and they were rejoicing and celebrating. And verse 6 says, when they came to Nakan's threshing floor, Yuzah reached out and he put his hand on the ark and he was struck because the ark nearly tumbled. Verse 7, the anger of the Lord came against Yuzah and God struck him there for irreverence and he died. And what was David's response in verse 8? David got angry at the Lord. And he says, you know something? If this is a matter of the fact that I'm going to die, guess what? I'm not coming back. I'm, I'm not going to come back to a place where God is so, you know, stringent. But I, I don't know that, that somebody would do justice to you, tell you that you're not to walk humbly and reverently and careful. Uh, we used to say tiptoe through the tulips. You know, like, like I'm not going to come here and, and, and feel like there's no scenarios. So I asked the Lord, Lord, um, the climate of, of devoted things. And, and again, when, when I'm, we're talking about these matters, it's because God wants to engage with you 
in the atmosphere of his presence. That means that he wants you to go up to sickness and say, get out of this body. And then you have the authority that transfer the presence of God in a manner that you know, religious people don't have. And the religious people came over to the demons and says, hey, get out of you in the name of Paul, uh, the, of Jesus. And, and he was like, he was trying to hang on to somebody else's devotion and consecration. He had no power. And God wants us to be a people of power. And our, word, our thoughts have to be holy. And you say, God, give me holy thoughts. I mean, I've been a Christian 36 years, and I still, from time to time, stuff comes out of me. I was like, where did this come from? It comes from when I was in the stink. It comes when I was in, you know, that, that whole thing. That we're being bombarded with commercials, with songs, with television, with movies, with everything in the atmosphere to um, diffuse your holiness, to steal from you the atmosphere of God, it could be a soap opera, it could be a movie, it could be a song, it could be a friendship. There's some people that, that nothing is special. And so when you meander in the mixture of this world and, and you're commonplace, I, I had to tell my friend, hey, we were just married, me and Yvette, we had little babies, and my, a friend of mine came and he says, hey, and he just, he just did a, a joke that was inappropriate. He thought he was being, I said, come here, let me, let me lead you. And I opened the door and we walked outside. He goes, hey, did you just kick me out of your house? I said, yeah, you just got kicked out of my house because in my house is a sacred, holy place. My wife is there, my children there. This is the temple of my family. This is where my family lives and resides. And I don't accept anything that comes to, to infect our television programs, our kids are tell you since they were little, we don't watch certain types of programming, certain songs. We, why? Because God is holy. I'm not religious, but, but I want more of God. And more of God means getting the trash out to make room for the blessing. I just want to, to, to pass that on to you this morning um, in Acts chapter 5. Verse 1, and this is right into the New Testament. People say, oh, that was the Old Testament, Pastor. Oh, let's go into the New Testament. Ananias and Sapphira sold a piece of property, and with full knowledge of what belonged to the Lord, the proceeds of the portions it set at the apostles' feet. So this husband and wife, they think that they're going to be bartering and playing around with the things of God. And there's certain things, say with me, devoted. Those things that belong to God. The holy things that belong to God. Let's offer them to God. Our lives, our children, our, our, our fortunes, our, uh, everything that we have that we enjoy. Uh, not play with those things. The Bible says that as they came to play around in the things of God, verse 4, as long as, okay, no, verse 3. Peter said, Ananias and Sapphira, why has Satan filled your hearts to lie to the Holy Spirit? Why did you keep back some of the proceeds that belong to to the, from the sale of the land. Verse 4. As long as it was yours, it remains yours. After you sold it, the money was not under your control, was it? Yes. Why is it that you have now concocted some hypocrisy in your heart? You have not lied to the people. You're not playing games with religion. Hearing these words, Ananias fell down suddenly and died. And with great fear, all gripped those who were there. And the young men carried the body out, wrapped it, and buried it. 
At the interval of about three hours, his wife came, not knowing what had happened. And Peter asked her, tell me whether you sold the land for so much. And she said, yeah, for so much. And verse 9 says, then Peter said to her, how could you have agreed to put the spirit of the Lord to test? Look, the feet of those who buried your husband are at the door, and they will carry you out also. At that once, she fell down at his feet and died. And the young men came and found her dead and carried her I mean, what, what a ministry. These ushers were busy, huh? <laughs> Carrying out people that didn't understand the holiness of God. Carrying out people that had come to God, to the house of God, to play with the things of God. And great fear and awe found on top of the people who heard these things. 1 Corinthians 16, 22, um, this is the bottom line, and this is, we wrap it up until Wednesday night when you come in the fear of God to worship the Lord. <laughs> And to honor him and to, to really get serious about God. If anyone does not love the Lord Jesus Christ, let him fall in this realm of those who don't understand the devoted things. They, they're, 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 their exchange with God is a curse. It's, it's not real. It's not legitimate. It's not genuine you know, I don't, I don't know how they spike the wine and it, they get all confused and now they don't know what to give God and what does God want and how much does God want and where does God, you know something, forget God. And, and then the devil does you checkmate. You're out of the kingdom. And now you're, you're meddling in things that are undevoted. They're not holy. They're not, they're not sanctified. They're not special. So th those are the reasons why it's super important at a young age from the time you're Lucas's age to start consider these things serious so that you don't get to 25 and say, I could do whatever I want, wherever I want, whoever I want with, and, and there's no, God's, God's not upset at me. Um, there's going to be a, a rude awakening for a lot of people when they get to the kingdom. Let's stand this morning. And, and again, I, I, I want to put that out there because I desire to say, Lord, you know something? Um, bring me to the place of greater consecration, greater holiness. I know that it started when I first walked in the first day 36 years ago. God started pointing stuff out in my life that were not consistent with who he is. And still to this day, uh, there's things that he continues to want to get out of my life because they're not holy things. And there's stuff he wants to usher in my life because they are uh, greater responsibility. Father, thank you for being in the house of God this morning. Thank you for Spring of Life Fellowship. Thank you for the leadership. Thank you for the vision. Thank you for your presence in this place. And allow us to serve you acceptably, Lord. Allow us to serve you with excellence, to give the best of our lives, to show this world that you are worth giving the best of our lives. Lord, help us to take the sandals off our feet in areas we've become too familiar, Lord. We have attitudes, we have opinions that do not correlate to your standard of righteousness and, 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 and uh, sanctification and holiness and purpose in the things of God, Lord. Uh, renew our thoughts, Lord. Uh, let it not be conformed to this world, but transformed by the renewing of our mind so that we might uh, prove, so we might balance the things that are more excellent, the things that are more... Um, uh, conducive of this life you're calling us to and let your presence father god uh, minister to us this morning through your word that we want to be on holy ground our sandals off our feet and we want to walk uh, with 
circumspection, Lord. We want to walk with prescription. You tell us how we're to move forward in our relationships and in our dealings with you, Lord. We pray that you forgive us of our sins and wash us with the blood of Jesus and continues to draw us nearer to you, Lord, to be transformed by your presence. In Jesus' name we pray and the house of God says amen, amen, and amen. Uh, tomorrow night I'll see you for the men's group at 8 o'clock. Tomorrow night we're having men's group, 8 o'clock. God bless you.